Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, everyone. Troy Dooley, the host of the Beachside CEO Radio Show. Hope you guys are having a great day. You know, Fridays are always, uh, it's just a special day for me because I'm able to look through my week, find out anything that has slipped through the cracks, anything that I've not gotten done, plan my weekend, knowing what all my teenagers have doing, what the little girls have doing, what Paige has rolling, and then I'm able to figure out what time do I have. I've got to write a, an article for one of the magazines this weekend, so I've got that time out. But, you know, something I forgot to share with everybody yesterday, and it was so cool, we put this up on Facebook, is that Paige went out this week with the girls. They were going shopping, and there's nothing, and I mean, just literally nothing more exciting than to walk into the book section of a Walmart store and see your latest romance there. And she uh, just finished up a three-book series. This is the third in in this series. Uh, Harlequin had picked up her contract, and it is just great to see. She's got another book, I think, uh, Christmas Passport, I think is the name of it, uh, that's out also. It's a Christmas edition along with her, her regular uh, book, and, that, and that's exciting because, as you guys, anybody that's followed us knows, my wife is an inspirational romance writer, and it's just fun to watch. She's got two. She'd taken, actually, gosh, man, most of this year off. Uh, actually, it's kind of weird how authors work because she took the year off, but yet she's got a new contract and her books are still being published. It's amazing. You know, that's I guess that's what you call residual income. As long as you can write a book a year, people people keep in your fan club. But uh, anyway, let's get down to the brass tacks. John Maxwell's brand new book, The 15 Ir- Invaluable Laws of Growth. Now, this is the third book in his series on on the laws. And I love this because this may be his best one yet. You know, and I mean, I'm biased. I'll, I'll just say that. I think throughout the years, as I said yesterday, he's really impacted my life. But today we're in chapter two, the second law, the law of awareness. You must know yourself to grow yourself. Now, James Russell Lowell wrote this. No one can produce great things who is not thoroughly in, uh, sincere in dealing with himself. Now, before we get into this chapter, I've got to tell you something. About a, year, a little over a year ago, I guess we're going into the – actually, this will be going into the second year. John did something that is, I, I think, very unique. We don't, we don't see this all the time. But when he decided to, to go back and, and take over his brand, one of his passions, one of the things he wanted to do was make sure that he impacted a new generation of leaders. And to do that, he created the John Maxwell team. And what that is is, is one of his strategic partnerships where he has teamed up with people across the world, but specifically right now in the United States, who have become certified independent teachers and speakers with John Maxwell. They have gone through extensive study. They've had one-on-one mentoring. They've shown up down at John's place, working hand-in-hand with him and his other leaders that have been with him forever. And if you're looking for something beyond just listening to the radio show and getting my insights on each chapter and how they've applied to my life, then I strongly suggest that you email me. Now, I can't, I've got a good friend of mine. We, have, we, we met through Facebook. I have followed her uh, extensively. But, but due to the fact that we got paying sponsors on this radio show, I can't just give you her name. 
but she's someone that is a certified coach of John. She's someone that's phenomenal, and I strongly suggest you just shoot me an email. You know, very simple. You can just shoot me an email, Troy at, um, gosh, what email should we use? Just go Troy at TroyDooley.com. There you go. Just send me an email, Troy, Troy Dooley, that's T-R-O-Y, D-O-O-L-Y, Troy Dooley, Troy at TroyDooley.com. Send me an email. Say, Troy, I need to get a hold of one of John Maxwell's coaches. I need personal mentoring. I need somebody to work with me. I guarantee you we'll get you in front of her. She's phenomenal and will be able to help you out. So get that to me. I'm going to be, throughout the, throughout the course of the next 14 laws, today and on, we'll, we'll be mentioning this periodically because it's so important that you guys grasp this. And you go with it, and I'll share some of our other sponsors in the show a little bit later. But let's get into the, today's to, to, today's chapter, because I think this is important. John starts this off. I'm going I'm to skip the first paragraph, but I think this is important. He said there was a famous neuropsychology case of someone who, in 1957, had, had I think it was epilepsy, and, and went through surgery, and after the surgery lost their short-term memory. Now, there was also a movie, I think Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, Fifty First Dates, you know, was, was the first was a movie. But this was this is serious. Now this guy's name was was Henry M. And he couldn't remember anything that happened after the surgery. He didn't recognize his doctors, he couldn't find his way to the bathroom. When he returned home, he would do the same jigsaw puzzles every day, read the same magazine without having any memory of having done so. When his family moved to a new house, he could not remember having moved, nor could he find his way to his new house, but then he remembered the old one vividly. Interesting, isn't it? When interviewed 30 minutes after lunch, he could not recall a single item that he had eaten. Now, that's tragic. But think about this, because this is where this ties in. As John said at the beginning of this, you must know yourself to grow yourself. Anyone who wants to grow but doesn't know who he or she is is a lot like Henry M. See, so many times you see crazy people tell you, don't worry about your past, don't think about your past, that isn't, that isn't important, just go to the future. I disagree with that. You don't dwell on the negative of your past, but you face it. If you don't, then you're going to end up like Carrie M. doing the same thing over and over again. And I tell you what, that is insanity, especially if you can do better. So you have to know yourself. You need to know what your strengths are, your weaknesses, your opportunities. You've got to know what it is you're looking for. See, to reach the potential, John writes in here, you must know where you want to go, where you currently are. Without both of those pieces of information, you're liable to get lost. I got lost once. Paige and I were headed to Florida. I mean, we've been, we've, that was before we moved to Destin. And, and, and I mean, we're just going to come down. I said, you know what? I know a shortcut. Let's just take this shortcut. I, I see it on the map. Well, the shortcut wasn't short, but I was trying to cross over the Arkansas mountains, the Ozark Mountains. I'm, I'm cutting across this field, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes a Jeep with guys with M16. I had inadvertently gotten lost on Whiteman's Air Force Base, the home of the stealth bomber. Not the smartest freaking thing to do. My wife has never let me live that down. We no longer take shortcuts. We now have a GPS, and and that's the way it is. But think about this. If you don't know where you're going, you don't know where you've been, 
There's nothing there. John's observed several things, but three things in particular. And this comes from people from all walks of life, because, I mean, he's, you know, businessmen, network marketers, you name it. Number one, people who don't know what they like to do will end up not doing anything. See, these people are confused. Now, think about that. We've talked about this on a variety of series. Most people, because this is how we're trained. You get up, you go to work, you work eight hours, you come home. If you got to work ten hours, you better, or the union's going to get mad, and then you'd be like the Twinkie people, and you shut down. So you work your eight hours, you come home, and now when you get home, this is the interesting thing because culture has changed over the years. Now when you get home, usually it's not, your wife's not there, or maybe she was there, and, and you're just getting home, so you take over for her with the kids, or else, or else she just got home, and she's trying to put something on the stove, and you're trying to help out. That's one scenario. The other scenario is the people come home, they open up the fridge, pull out a beer, sit down, loosen the, the, the belt, and open up the beer and watch the news or the sports or whatever it is. Maybe they go out in the backyard. Maybe they go to Starbucks. Maybe they do something. But they're not really focused on where they're going. What do they really want to get out of life? Because by now they're just in that little rogue-type movement. That's all they do. They dabble. They drift. They've joined 14 different network marketing companies, never had any success. And it's because – here, and, and this is this – is, listen to me. This is one of the reasons that we push and push and push our team and everybody else's teams to change your limiting beliefs. This is why you should go out and buy every freaking book that John Maxwell's ever written. Is because if you don't change yourself first, then you're never going to change your outcome. I'm going to that I'm telling you, that's the way it is. Second type of people, people who know what they like to do but don't do it. Now, this is where you can work with these people. They're frustrated. They're not, they're not content with life. They know that they're not doing what they want to do. They want to do something else, but they just don't know how to do it. That's the type of people that you can work with. Matter of fact, that's the kind of people that the John Maxwell team works with all the time. The third type, people who know what they would like to do and they do it. Now, here's the cool thing. I started it at the first place. I was freaking confused. I'm 17 years old. Paige had decided she didn't want to be married to me because I asked her to, to, to be barefoot and pregnant. I wanted five kids. She said no. She ran off to school to, to be a, a doctor or, or early childhood development person, something that she was off to do. So I did the only thing that any man would do. I joined the Marine Corps, confused, not knowing what the heck I wanted to do, but thought I was a bad boy. 17 years old. Had never heard of John Maxwell, never heard of Tony Robbins, never heard of Richard Brooke, never heard of, of any of these people. Napoleon who? I don't know who these people are. Dale Carnahoo? Didn't have a clue. But it was a journey because the one thing that we learned in the Marine Corps was leadership. That was, that was, a, that was a turning point. That was the catalyst in my life. Very quickly, I started to realize I'm frustrated. I want to do more. I want there's there's more to to what God has created me to do than just sit around here in the Marine Corps. Although I love that, 
but something happened during that time period also. I got really cocky. First of all, I was cocky going in. Now I was really confident because the Marine Corps not only taught you leadership, they taught you some other skills that are probably not the, I don't know, they're probably not skills that I needed to use in the real world, except that I realized that as a bounty hunter, they would come in really handy. So we went out and we did something really crazy. Became a bounty hunter, launched a bail bond company, made it a network marketing company, one of the most high-risk, if not the high-risk, network marketing company in history. But we never had to worry about internal consumption because all of our customers were on the outside and none of our our, our agents <laughs> could use the service because then you'd lose your license. So, I mean, it was a good deal. But I was still frustrated because it wasn't fulfilling something deep inside of me. Matter of fact, it was bad. I started to get a power trip because all of a sudden I had all these people out on bond and we controlled their lives. We owned all these assets of theirs, everything. I mean, it was really, really bad. I went through a hellacious time in my life. During that period, Paige and I got married, got separated. It was bad. But it's when I went on my quest to change who I was. And I started buying everything I could. I bought... Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I thought how to, I bought How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. I bought everything I could get my hands on from Dennis Waitley. I started following Jim Rohn. started looking at what Tony Robbins has written, the, the, the Power Within You. Unlimited Power, that was the name of it. started going through all that, and a lot of it, man, made a lot of sense, but some of it was a little questionable because it, it went against some of the faith that I had. So I'm, I'm thinking, man, some of this is just really, you know, this it, it leaves God out of it. So I'm not sure I'm into this, but I can grab some nuggets out of it. I'm big into that. I think you can grab nuggets out of anything. Then I ran across John's book on attitude. Changed my life. About that time is when I got hooked into A.O. Williams, started reading everything Art read and realized, man, Art and John got a lot in common. The only difference is Art's running a volunteer organization of part-time insurance folks and John's running a, a part-time organization of a bunch of people that are in the church that think they're his boss. So this ought to be good. I can learn from both of these guys. And I did. And as I shared yesterday, if it wasn't for the man I was, I wouldn't be the man I am today. But I've went through all three of these areas. I know what John's talking about here. This is this is interesting. Matter of fact, he wrote something in here I think is very relevant. Uh, President Woodward R- Wilson stated this at a, at a Princeton commencement. He says, We live in an age disturbed, confused, bewildered, afraid of our own forces, in search not merely of the road but even in direction. There are many voices of counsel but few voices of vision. There is much excitement and, and a feverish activity, but little concert or thoughtful purpose. We are distressed by our ungoverned, undirectioned energy and do many things, but nothing long. It is our duty to find ourselves. That was in 1907. This is 2012. And those words still are profound and ring true today. See, we get into this catch-22 You have to know who you are to grow to your potential, but you have to grow in order to know who you are. So where do you start? You start right now. Go buy John's book, dadgummit. You can get it at Amazon. You can get it at the Beachside CEO bookstore. You can go to any bookstore and get it. And then send me an email, troy at troydooley.com, and let me get you in touch with one of John's 
certified coaches to take you to that next level. I mean, you can listen to our archive shows. I mean, we, we get thousands of people that do that. But you need that personal one-on-one. And if you're not on my team, then then go get on somebody's team and get this training. It's not about sales. It, it's not about learning closing techniques. It's learning about changing you. And the only way to do that is to start today and get that done. Something John did. As a matter of fact, I, I actually uh, proudfully plagiarized something that he's done many, many years ago. Because I thought, man, this is so good, and if I tweak it a little bit and I change some of it and I give him credit, then I, I, he won't sue me, and he never has. He's just a great guy. But he wrote something on here. He said, the way to start to pay attention is with your passions. He goes, for me, that started when I focused my growth in areas that I knew would help me as a minister, which was his passion at the time. Those four, er- four areas represented the word real, relationships, equipping, attitude, and leadership. Well, I took that, what he's taught me, I took that and created a whole coaching series called How to Be a Real Network Marketer. Because I believe the only four things that you need to do in network marketing to succeed is learn how to build relationships, learn how to equip your team, learn how to control your attitude and become a better leader. See, this is this is for me. Now, this isn't for you, but you dadgummit got to find out what those areas are. So how do you find it? I mean, let's think about this. we got, we got 15, 20 minutes left. How do you find your real passion, number one? Figure out, do you like what you're doing now? Now, if you're a network marketer and you say, gosh, Troy, I love network marketing, but my company sucks, then you got to figure out why. Is it you or is it the company? The odds are it's going to be a little bit of both, but you may be in a company marketing a service or a product that really doesn't fit your passion. Now, there's a school of thought in network marketing that I've got to, I've got to focus on for a minute. And it's a school of thought that says it doesn't matter what you market. You, can, you just go out there and do it. I disagree with that. If that was true... And, and, the, and the, the analogy that's used is, well, Troy, people aren't happy at their job and they're able to go out and do it. And that's the analogy. But there's always a difference between doing a job and creating a career and creating a purpose and a passion in life. So that argument doesn't have a logical conclusion, and that, that would be a whole other training on critical thinking, and we're not going to go there today. But you've got to ask your question, do you like what you're doing? I love network marketing because I get to serve other people. Going back out into the field a month ago is a frightening experience for me because I don't want to be hamstrung to just helping my team. I want to continue to help the whole industry. And I feel very blessed that people have given me their blessing on that, and, and it's working. I've lost half of my clients, but it's working. Because I know I'm doing what's right, our team is growing, and yet at the same time I'm being able to help and continue to help. I just love that. Here's the second thing you have to do. You've got to ask yourself, what would you like to do? Now, listen, this is a tough one right here. You've got to know realistically what it is you'd like to do. If you're five foot three and you weigh 300 pounds and you say, Troy, I'd really like to be the starting center on an NBA basketball team. 
we need to get you set down with a shrink, okay? Because you need to get more realistic. Stop living in the fantasy world. I'm talking about deep inside. What is it you want to do? If you if money wasn't an object, whether you got paid or not, because you are financially independent, what is it you'd like to do? I think that's a good place to start. Number three, and this is important that you ask yourself these questions. Can you do what you would like to do? See, this goes back to question number two. If, you, if you're writing something down and you can't do it, there's either physically, mentally, financially, there, there's no way. Troy, I want to be, I want to be the next king of England. Now, you may think these are astronomical, but here's what I hear every day. Troy, I want to be rich. Okay, what the Sam Hill's that mean? Troy, I want to make a million dollars. Okay, you've never made more than 15 grand in a year. See, figure out deep insight. And you may be saying, Troy, I just don't know. That's great because we have 14 or 13 other laws to go through that's going to help you do this. But these are the hard questions that you need to be writing down and thinking through because this is going to help you. Here's some sub-questions on this. Do you know the difference between what you want and what you're good at? Ooh, that's, a, that's, that's good. Do you know what drives you and what gives you satisfaction? That's another one. Look, I'll tell you something, folks. I, I, and I've said this on another radio show, but one of my mentors that, that helped me in marketing, taught me copywriting, all kinds of stuff, Kevin Lehman, he was the mastermind and the founder of ProStep. When I decided to go back out into the field, he wrote on my Facebook wall, Troy, you aren't a builder. You don't have the tenacity. He ain't far off. I, I'm not a traditional builder in network marketing. I don't have that. I'm not. Man, I'm no Todd Falcone. I'll tell you that right now. That's just not me. I'm no Randy Gage. I'm no Richard Brooks. Brooke. I'm no Donna Johnson. I'm no Ken Dunn. I'm no Travis Flaherty. I'm Troy Doolin. I know what my passions are. My passions are to help change people's lives. Those are the type of people I want to attract to my team, other people that want to change people's lives. And I want them to be able to do it in a product or service in the culture that that I've decided to do it in. See, this is something that I had to learn. I didn't go back out into the field so I could be the next giant superstar in network marketing. I went back out in the field because I found a new way I could help people. I know what drives me and what gives me satisfaction. Here's another sub-question you can ask yourself. Do you know what your values and priorities are and what your organization's values and priorities are? Now, there is where we have issues. See, you may have your values and your priorities down, and you are rocking with them, and then you're in an organization that has values and priorities that are completely different. I have a company that's known as the party company. And I've got some really good conservative Christian friends that are in that company. And as they've risen to the top, I've gotten phone calls and they've said, Troy, this isn't as family-oriented as I thought it was. It's like, well, why would you even think it's family-oriented? These are young, good, stud, wild, crazy people, girls and guys, and, and they're out having fun. Well, yeah, but dude, I didn't realize that they had this much fun. I can't bring my kids to one of these. See, when your priorities and your values don't line up with the organization in which you're in, you're at conflict with yourself. You're also at conflict with your God. Your faith starts to get tweaked. 
You have to know this stuff. You've got to know if you're in the right organization or not. See, measuring, John writes it this way, measuring the difference between what you want and what you're able to do, what drives you and what satisfies you, your values and those of the organization reveals many of the obstacles between you and what you want to do. Hey, you may not, look, you may be working at, at a Shoney's restaurant and you may have this issue. Network marketing, being an entrepreneur, that may not even be in the picture. Listen, reading this book will help you personally. I don't care if you're, if you're running a home-based business, if you're running an Internet business, if you're, if you're listening. We've got a boatload of CEOs that listen now. If you're a CEO trying to figure out what you're doing, listen. This is important. If the culture is not correct, as Seth Godin calls it, if the tribe is not the right tribe, you've got to move. If you know your values and priorities are straight, but the organization's isn't, then you've got to find a new home. Here's the fourth main, main question. Do you know why you want to do what you would like to do? What, what is the reasoning behind why it is you want to do this? Is it a calling? I've told you guys, I wear a wristband that says I am second. You can go to IamSecond.org and, and get a feel for this. I understand that I'm not called by God to be number one. I'm called by God to help people that want to be number one become number one. No matter what company, no matter what organization, that's my calling. See, when I got rid of the ego, when God took it all away, everything. See, this is the funny thing about network marketing. They tell you, well, you, you know, until you've built it, we're, we're not going to listen to you. I've built it more than once. I've had the net worth of over a million dollars and lost it freaking all. And yet I'm happier today than I've ever been. I've made those five figures a month. I know what it's like. It, it's been a blast. Six figures. Never made seven figures all in one year. But in network marketing, you've made well over seven figures. But it's collectively. It's 30 years worth. But all of a sudden, whenever I started to realize it's not about the toys, it's not about the money, it's about the lives that you can change... When I realize that there are people in network marketing that haven't succeeded at the level in which they want to, but the reason that they haven't is because they never changed themselves, that became my driving force. Is how can I help people from my own family to external people change? So do you know why you want to do what you like? The fifth question that John has in here. Do you know what to do so that you can do what you want to do? See, that's called awareness. That's powerful. See, here's some things. Let me tell you in the last few minutes, because you can't. I'm telling you, you got to buy the book to really get all this stuff. This is the cool thing. But there's some things that all start with A that you've got to do. One, you've got to be aware of what it is that you want, why you want it, when you want it. You've got to act upon that. You've got to put a plan of action together. You've got to be accountable. Get somebody. That's why one of the coaches or, or somebody on your team, that's why it's good. And then you've got to understand that you're going to be attracting people to yourself. Sixth question you need to ask yourself, do you know people who do what you like to do? See, one of the things that's been a blast for me is I get to hang out with people in network marketing that are far better than I am, and I glean so many nuggets from them. To run around with Fred Nino, Ken Dunn, Orrin Woodward, Donna Valdez, to, to run around with guys like Royce Reese, Richard Brook, B.K. Brieco, to have mentors like, like uh, uh, Wayne Hillman over at Life Force, 
to have guys like Steve Wallach at Longevity that will 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 take a call, will send me an email, will talk to me. Unbelievable. All of them more successful financially in network marketing. Man, have I got I mean, I am like just a sponge with these guys and gals. But it's awesome. See, if you, listen, John writes this. If you have discovered what you want to do, start finding people who do what you want to do with excellence. Number seven. Should you do what you like to do with them? Hey, maybe some of the people you're hanging with, maybe you ought to be with them. Hey, think about that one. Maybe mean switching a company, but who cares if you're with the right culture, the right people. Number eight. Will you pay the price to do what you want to do? Folks, let me tell you something. There's a huge price. may not be financially, but you're going to pay a price. There's going to be relationships that are going to be severed because they're dull, <laughs> negative, dis-high babies. They don't want to see you succeed. So understand there's a price to pay. Number nine, when can you start doing what you'd like to do? Don't tell me, well, Troy, I don't have the money. I can't do that. You better get off your daggum button and go do it. Start today in number ten. What will it be like when you get to do what you'd like to do? It's going to be better than you thought it was. I'm going to tell you that. I found that out a long time ago. Folks, I love this. This is a great book. You've got to get Send me an email, troy at troydooley.com. Let me get you in, in contact with one of John's team members if you need personal mentoring. It can change your life. Monday, the law of the mirror is where we're going to be at. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Strong, you're in network marketing. Act like it. Bye now.